Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm one person, I always support every kid, whether they play for Vegas Fleet or whatever. Like, I want kids to win. Um, I feel like everybody can, like, win, not to sound, like, cheesy, but, like, there's enough for everybody to go around. Um, there's a, there's, if you're good enough, you're going to find a place to land if you have the right people in your corner. And that's kind of what I advocate for is like, you know, staying in your lane, find somebody that can help you and find the right people to help you is kind of where I'm at with, with grassroots. What is up and welcome to Believe in High School Basketball. I'm your host, Bryce Ronquillo. So thankful, so grateful to be on air. Thank you for joining me. Believe in High School Basketball is proud to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one network in Los Angeles for sports podcasts. Let's get it. Episode 18 coming your way. But before we get to the show... Thank you to all my listeners for tuning in. This show is impossible without you guys. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite streaming platform so you can be notified whenever I drop a new pod. Also, leave a review. Rate five stars. That would really help your boy out. Valerie Brown joins me today. She's a Las Vegas-based scout, talent evaluator, She runs her own event coordinating company called Hoops Hospitality. She's also the Vegas Elite EYBL Communications Director. So she wears a lot of hats, multi-talented. You may know her by her Twitter handle, Valerie in Vegas. And recently, she has taken to Twitter to voice her frustrations towards the Nevada health codes that prevent them from running events in the state. And they've also canceled high school sports, so no basketball in the state of Nevada is permitted right now. Crazy. We had a great conversation about all that, plus we talked about the Pangos Junior All-American camp that recently took place, and we both shared our NBA player comparisons on Las Vegas' very own Jaden Hardy. It was a great time. I really enjoyed recording this show. So, without further ado, here's Valerie Brown. You heard it in my intro, but welcome, Valerie, to Believe in High School Basketball. How are you doing today? Good. I'm great. How are you doing, Bryce? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, beautiful, rainy day out here in uh, Southern California. How, how are things uh, out in Vegas? It's really windy today, like furniture blowing around and oh, like my. windy. I was supposed to, I started my staycation today in uh didn't quite make it out to the pool so but well hopefully it gets a little better out there so you get to enjoy yeah. a little relaxation time uh but yeah, yeah we try <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah we, we got a lot of really cool things to talk about today cannot wait to get into some of these topics um and uh yeah so let's jump right into it so for those who don't know who you are just uh give a little background on um your story how I started right in the business. Well, I get asked this a lot. So long story short is, um, my cousin is Troy Brown, who now currently plays for the Washington Wizards. So as he was coming up through his middle school and high school years, I was at all his games and I started recording him and kind of, you know, I had a couple hundred followers on Twitter and 
kind of grew that, you know, that follower base. And um, then I had other kids that were asking me, Miss Valerie, can you come to my game? I want some highlights. And okay, you know, I was just kind of doing it because I love the game and I love kids. So it was like perfect, you know, a little outlet for me after my normal job. So um, that's kind of where it started. And then I started volunteering at events and networking. Um, I ended up working uh, at Tart Classic, Fab 48. I was part of their event staff for a couple of years. Um, kind of started my own business called Hoop Hospitality, which is an event staffing service type thing. So I get hired individually for different um, events throughout the nation. I'm going to be going to Dallas in, excuse me, in a few weeks. So, um, And then that has landed me where most people know me because I work for Vegas Elite now. So I'm the communications director and event coordinator for Vegas Elite. Yeah, so, big shout out to Vegas Elite. You guys yeah. do a great job. Um, Brian you. Sitter, awesome dude. And uh, yeah. just a class class A program that you guys run out there. Yep. Absolutely. Um, back in my West Coast Elite days. I've got great players and great families. And it's, it's definitely a family. So it's good to be there. Yeah, back in my West Coast Elite days, definitely we worked pretty closely with the Vegas Elite a lot when we ran tournaments out there. So I uh, got a lot of right. love for for those guys. But um, yeah, did you did you play? Did you um, you know how how did you I just did. get into basketball? You know, back in the day, <laughs> I tell you my age, but back in the day I did play. Um, I played up through my junior year, and then you know I I lost focus. You know I was doing other things and you know basketball I decided wasn't going to be my avenue I played some other sports too but never really fully focused on it like I could have um you know hindsight's always 2020 and with that I think is where I kind of found my passion to you know try to help kids like hey you know like even though I didn't get there like I wanted to and should have like I know what needs to be done for you to help you get to where I could have been so you know how some people are like oh you got to walk the walk to like talk the talk well Sometimes you don't, and you can just tell kids what not to do and how to stay focused so you can achieve your goals instead of just like, oh, I did it so you can too. I didn't do it. I could have had I focused the way I should have. You know what I mean? And a lot of kids now, like, they're so, it's so hard for them to stay focused because there's so many distractions, especially with <laughs> social media, ironically. Um, but I'm just, I just kind of fell into it that way. I love kids, love the sport. So, you know, made it kind of easy to roll it into this. So, and I, and I think that's really cool that you say that because yeah, there's a lot of people that just, you know, didn't make it. I definitely fall into that category where it was like, you know mm-hmm. what, um, this playing thing is hard and it's competitive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think I was, uh, maybe a, a little, job. absolutely. Like three jobs in one. Yeah. Absolutely. And maybe I was a little too, too smart for my own good where I wasn't just gonna like mm-hmm. go out there and, and give it everything I had. I kind of saw, you know what? A lot of these guys, bigger, taller, stronger, more athletic, farther right. along than me. I'm just going to get into coaching. Um, I'm going right. to, then from there, I was like, I started calling games and um, now I got my own podcast here. So I think that's really cool right. how, how you built your, your brand um, around, you know, with when Troy started getting popping um, and, mm-hmm. and then you just took that and, and, and went off and, right. and really I just, ran with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So, you know, you being, you know, a woman in a male dominated industry, that is the grassroots scene. I think it's really unique mm-hmm. what you're doing and really, really, really freaking awesome. If I, if I got to be honest and you've built a ton of credibility mm-hmm. and trust around the business. And I know 
you know, you, you know, scouts like yourself don't like really talking about yourself and pumping yourself <laughs> up all that much because your, your job is to highlight other people. And so, but right, I, I got to right. give you your flowers here because you're killing it in your oh, field. Thanks. thanks, right? That means a lot. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm killing anything quite yet. <laughs> I'm going to get there. Um, there's just a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of gaps in the ministry, you know, that need to be closed. Um, I think parents are out of the loop. They need to be more educated on the process and quite frankly, need to be told the truth. We need to be honest with parents. Some kids, they're not going to make it. And that's just the reality of it. So we need to you know, at least get them to where they can get some free education or show them other paths, make sure that they're learning not just basketball, but life skills. Um, there's so much more to the game than just on the court. And I think that's what, you know, kind of led me to this Twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> out, out loud, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> talking about like, uh, let's get back to this. We've got kids that are, you know, in trouble. You know what I mean? We've lost some kids to suicide because sports mm-hmm. aren't back. You know, we've lost 20 kids to suicide in the Clark County School District since the shutdown. And that's too many. So that's part of it. I'm a big advocate about, um, you know, these kids with their depression and, you know, sports is an outlet. It was an outlet for me. Absolutely. I played year round. So I know what it was like to not, I can't imagine not being able to play. Mm-hmm. Like I'm glad we can be in the gym to at least practice, but to not be able to compete, that's tough, especially in kids that don't have the financial means to do this, you know? Yeah. So. Uh-huh, I totally get it. And that, and that's something um, when I was talking with uh, Coach Ryan Moore over at Moore Park, and he, he was the one that kind of um, was the sp- spearheaded the, the let them play organization basketball efforts. And, uh, and that, okay. that was one of the things he, he talked about is that, you know, he, being in the position that he is, you know, advocating for um, sports to resume a lot of times people will look at that and be like oh you're you're you don't care about the science you don't care about li- you know other mm-hmm. people's lives people are dying and it's just like no that's not the that's not the case at all right. we do care about those things uh but there's always a flip side of that and so mm-hmm. i think you know and what, another flip side to that <laughs> you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. just, there's so many dynamics to this whole covid and shutdowns and testing and do we test and do we let the kids come back? Should we let one parent in to watch? Like there are so many things, but open it up. <laughs> let's, let's do, let me have five kids on the court playing another five kids on the court, one coach on each bench and two refs and no parents. Can we start out with that? Mm-hmm. Like that's not a lot it, at all. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's all I'm saying is like, it just doesn't make sense. It needs to make sense. Yeah. So and it, that's l- why I kind of like, <laughs> you know, kind of got behind that whole like movement. Um, we have an organization out here called NBCA, mm-hmm. which is uh, Nevada Basketball Coaches Association. They got the petition circulating yeah. to bring it back. And um, we got over, I believe, 1,200 signatures the last I had heard. That was when they posted it four days ago. So I I'm sure there's more by now. But that's mm-hmm. a lot. We got those in like four days. So yeah. pretty impressive. We definitely have people that are behind us that want to get this restarted. You know, parents are spending a lot of money. We're, we have to go to Arizona and Utah. Um Texas, we've been to Texas. I mean, everywhere except Vegas, and it's insane because we're like the mecca of basketball now. You know, we can't even mm-hmm. play here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty frustrating for sure. Yeah, and I was a little confused. I, a couple of weeks ago, I I did a show where I talked about um, how California and Nevada like updated their guidelines, and maybe I had bad information, but I thought I saw from a, a Nevada the the health website that sports were to 
are, are okay to resume basketball, indoor sports specifically, uh, under the 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 was it the NIAA the 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 school? Right. And so yeah. So what that means is the NIAA basically governs like all of the high school sports. Right. So yeah. like Coronado High School, Colorado mm-hmm. High School, like all the high schools and stuff like yeah. that. So they said that they can go ahead and resume if the superintendent says it's okay. And then if each school takes the precautions necessary, testing, you know, all the other things that they mm-hmm. protocols that need to be followed. So is that the issue that that, that hasn't happened yet? That has nothing to do with private. So uh, okay. that has nothing to do with Vegas elite. It has nothing to do with the Knicks. It has nothing to do with any other organization that's trying to run a youth basketball program because we're right. not under the, N- the NIA. Yeah, exactly. So we're not able, it doesn't, it didn't mean anything for us. At gotcha. the end of the day, it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> that means, so we're still in the same position. Okay, so when can we play now? So we're still waiting for, you know, every every week it's like, oh, Monday he's supposed to talk. And it was Monday today and we still don't mm-hmm. do anything. So I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. So we just, you know, we're now we're just, you know, we're scheduling stuff and hoping for the best. And because you have to schedule things in advance, you can't plan a tournament in a day. So mm-hmm. it's like we still, you know, you'll see flyers out for different events and people are in my inbox all day. Like, how are they having events? And I'm like, well, they're not having them yet. We're anticipating that it's going to open sometime soon, but we don't know. Gotcha. So just FYI to everybody, that's why there are events being posted. Like we just posted one for May 1st and 2nd. It's going to be in Vegas. That's if we open, but we have to plan it now because people have to get their tickets and they have to get their hotels and they got a plan. We can't just put together a field (laughs) in a day and a half, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, but I get a lot of questions about that because they're like, well, I thought it wasn't happening. And it's like, no, we got a plan for mm-hmm. it though. So otherwise we'll have to wait another two months, you know, mm-hmm. before we can have anything, you know, once they reopen, if it's not planned. So, yeah. But my, m- m- what I was wondering was because I, I was texting, um, coach, coach Kaufman from, uh, Coronado and he was telling me that mm-hmm. they were playing in that, that Nevada, Co- Nevada coaches association, um, event. They were playing in a, in a separate event under, uh, Arenado, they weren't playing in an NIAA event. So I was a little confused. It's like, well, it said that they could open up. So is it just because the superintendents and the districts and stuff, they're being too slow on it. So the high schools are just like, we're well, going to play canceled high school basketball out here completely. Got so you. My understanding is that they're never going to, that's not even going to, going to happen regardless. Uh, so at the end of the day, it didn't mean anything to basketball and wrestling anyway, because they'd already canceled you. those seasons indefinitely. So at this point, I don't think <laughs> high school basketball through the high school is going to happen just because of the way it's already been said mm-hmm. for months now. And, the, and the, the fight now is let the kids play under club teams. So like Arenado is playing as a club team, mm-hmm. but they're not playing in Nevada. Mm-hmm. They're playing out of state. They're going to California. They're going wherever they're going to play. Right. So that they can't Texas, play. Texas, Arizona, But they can't wherever. play as a school team because, you know, they are not able to, you know what I mean? So it's like they're doing what they can. So I don't know, you know, we had kids that left that went to, went out of state to play for like prep schools mm-hmm. just so they could have a senior season and junior season, Yeah, you know, and how, how can you blame them? Do. How can you blame them for I making don't. that decision? I don't, absolutely not. You gotta, you know, I, I never, I'm one person. I'm always support every kid, whether they play for Vegas fleet or whatever. Like I want kids to win. Um, I feel like everybody can like win, not to sound like cheesy, but like there's enough for everybody to go around. Um, there's, there's, if you're good enough, you're going to find a place to land if you have the right people in your corner. And that's kind of what I advocate for is like, you know, stay in your lane, find somebody that can help you and find the right people to help you is kind of where I'm at with, with grassroots. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I go, 
you know, I, I didn't, some people know me because I work for uh, Dinos with Pangos and mm-hmm. Fort Press with uh, Leslie Strauss and them. So I do a lot of stuff with them now, too, um, because I, I like what he's doing for kids. I like the platform he creates. I like, um, you know, Baller TV. They give good reviews. Like, it's just the whole package. So I usually just go where I know it's like a good it's a good thing. You know what I mean? I don't just work any event just because I'm asked. Like, I'm really particular with who I work for and who I put my brand with, you know, because it's important to me to have a good image so that these kids get sent the right direction. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you a hundred percent. It's like, you know what? Vegas elite might not be for everyone. You might need exactly. a different club yeah. team. You might need, like we you said, can't have everybody. Yeah. We can't have every player in order for our players to get better. The pl- uh, other good players have to be with other clubs and we might need to travel to play other players to get better. And that's okay. You know what I mean? We need to be able to compete at other, you know, against other teams in state and out of state. So mm-hmm. we're not going to have every good player. Yeah. So, yeah otherwise yeah. we don't get better. So right now for you guys, you're building the, you're getting, gathering those petitions to try to get a uh, club um, basketball approved and you guys are planning events, but it's like, uh, you know what, like it might not um be it might not happen i i know one thing is that um and which let them play did a did a really excellent job in california mm-hmm. um is they just mm-hmm. with with football they gathered all the or or with basketball actually and i think football the same they gathered all this data from around the the country sending out surveys to bunch of different coaches i think they got 49 out of the 50 states they got coaches to send what their what what they're like uh, if they had any outbreaks in in their practices or you know where mm-hmm. their contact trace and they gathered all this data um and i i have to believe that that was probably a huge part of their settlement you know once the lawyers presented right. that to the state the state was like all right instead of just you know we'll, we'll make we'll make you guys a deal you guys can have your basketball your you know it basically we got what we want uh here in california mm-hmm. so um, I mean, what what are some other things that, that you know of um, or what are some other steps, I guess, that you think that uh, you guys can take to try um, to bring I, sports back? Well, I know that the NBCA has also they have talked to some attorneys about doing um, similar to what happened in California, because that's kind of the route that we have to go. Like, yeah, it, it's you know, that the, <laughs> the racetrack just had twelve thousand five hundred people at a racing event. But I can't have 50 people in the gym to play basketball. And I get that it's outside, but it's just the, it it, it just doesn't make sense. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, I mean, anything that we can do, and if it's just me tweeting some stuff just to keep people in the loop to let them know, like, it's just unfair. (laughs) It makes no sense at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. It's just, it does not make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just kind of bringing light to it, you know? I think if if one thing I think 2020 has taught everybody, like, is if you have a platform, you got to use it now. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, nobody special but i do have a following and i'm using that platform to get the word out there when things aren't right you know yeah. um, i'm not a big political person but you know basketball is my passion it's my life so it's like of course i'm gonna you know step up on this one for sure mm. so. and then that's one thing i i think is really cool about you is that your 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 twitter um is always popping you always got something funny or something uh something cool to say or something um, smart yeah <laughs> smart yeah 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 exactly <laughs> a little and bit yeah so when did uh when did that like when did you start to develop that or is that always kind of been your personality like you're willing to go out and say what you got to say or is it 
um, just um, something that you realize well, people like. I think my drafts are a lot funnier. I probably should have, <laughs> um, <laughs> I should probably um, have a ghost account. I'm sure, but um, I'm, I might give myself away because the way I speak, I think people would know it'd be me anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, my drafts are a lot funnier actually. Um, I think I really started it. You know, I had to get confidence. Obviously, like I'm not really. I told you this is my first podcast, right? Like I'm letting you do this, and I haven't done this before, so. I'm not really out there like that. Mm -hmm. I am more of like, you know, except the people that know me that in face to face, like, of course I can interact with people and everything, but I'm not really a behind the camera person. I don't want to be like in the camera, not behind the camera, but in the camera. I don't want to like really be on a platform, but Twitter makes it kind of easy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously everything I say on there, I would say in person too. I'm not like that, but yeah, I just, it probably in the last two years, maybe. I think I think I got a little bit more confidence and was like, oh, okay, people actually listen. Okay, cool, <laughs> you know. But I don't know. I don't know when it really started. Mm-hmm. Probably those nights when I couldn't sleep and I was reading stuff and I'm like, wait, wait, what? Am I reading this right? I think those that kind of started. I'm not a big sleeper, so it was probably those late night Twitter Twitter mm-hmm. uh, reads that I did. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm gonna bring up a particular pr- player from Vegas that. I love and a lot of people have fallen in love with his game. And that's, uh, that's Jaden Hardy. And he, yes, he, he right now is my favorite player in the country. Um, I first Absolutely. saw him when he was, I think he was 14 or 15, um, fresh summer going into his freshman year. And, uh, he came down to California and he played in a tournament and I was instantly just like blown away, um, by how good he right. is. It's a true four level score. And I mean, like four level, like he'll go past NBA uh, three point. Oh, yeah. And he'll he'll kill it from there, too. Um, from your perspective, what what is what is it about Jaden that you think just is makes him just that different? Oh, well, I'm probably a bigger fan than you. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about he, that. <laughs> he is different, different, like straight up. He is like unlimited shooting range and he's so deadly off the dribble um you know he makes those tough shots look like uncontested layups he's he's not even like near his potential either which is so crazy you know what i mean oh, yeah. his work ethic is just insane he's in a gym seven days a week twice a day sometimes three that three times a day i mean i don't know and he's just a good kid you know what i mean he's a nice mm-hmm. kid he comes from a good family he's just he's the whole package so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where his path leads. Obviously it's going to be big. <laughs> we all mm-hmm. know that. And everybody's just kind of waiting to see what happens. But um, yeah, he definitely has a following and he's very, very well liked and respected, you know, in the grassroots and and he will be, you know, going forward for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm him, I think, you know, with the, the way the G league is kind of pushed out the ignite team. And obviously I, I think if he goes college, he's going to kill either way, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think if if he goes out there in the in the G League and he's killing it against grown men, which I think he very well can do, uh, we're seeing right. that with all these guys, you know, right now like Jalen. We see that in the pickup games, like you know, they do open runs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, like he's like like he's comfortable. That's the thing. He's comfortable wherever you put him. He's comfortable. You can play him with whoever. He's not scared. He's confident and he plays. Mm-hmm. So he's. He doesn't waver. That's one thing with Jaden. 
Yeah, it, it's so. it's it's crazy. Um, Rashad Phillips uh, uh, made a comparison. He says he reminds Yoda. him of a young. Oh yeah, we we love Yoda. Um, he said he's yeah. like a young uh, Ray Allen, and I was like, you know what? That is not far off. That that could very well be. Say? Who who would you say? Because I have this oh, conversation man. with people all the time. I want to see what your thoughts are. Who? What current NBA player do you say his game resembles most? Like right now, like this day. I see like a, in this in current NBA set climate. I see some some Jamal Murray. Um, okay. I I definitely see a, a, a lot of Jamal in his game. Just kind of how dynamic he is with the ball in his hands and how dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jamal's mm-hmm. more of a point guard than 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 Jaden is. Although he could definitely bring mm-hmm. the ball up, but I think that's not really his role with uh, Air NATO because Frankie has the ball in his hands. Right. But right. I think in right. in the NBA. Uh, he could definitely be kind of like a, um, like a Devin Booker or a, or a, um, mm-hmm. a Jamal Murray type guy. That that's who I would mm-hmm. say. Okay, I'm just I was just curious because I I kind of see him as um, I had this conversation with somebody earlier today, and I kind of see him as a cross between like a Steph Curry and a James Harden. Oh wow! In a few years, yeah. Think about it. Think about the pull up range. Think about off the drip, all that. If yeah. You were to combine those two players. Obviously, they're a lot more seasoned, but give him a few years. Is he is he strong like that, like James? Because James is strong. Or you think yeah, he'll get there? I think so. I think so. I think I think I think it should. He's gonna he's gonna build up too. You know, he's still young. Yeah, he's cause... still young. He still hasn't hit that NBA gym yet. You know what I mean? I think uh-huh. he's, he's still gonna build. Yeah, so, yeah. Give him a couple of years. I think you'll see those two. Uh, you'll see. Uh, Steph James, like <laughs> he's definitely got the right Steph the range court. as far as his yeah. as, as as where like he can score from. His depth is insane. Yeah. yeah, but man, it's just like James is so like he he's so good from the outside, but then he'll like bully you. And so I haven't yeah. seen a lot of that from Jaden as like him going and like bullying guys, but um, I haven't seen him as much as he's you have. Dangerous so. everywhere. That's the thing with Jaden is. You can't leave him open, mm-hmm. even beyond the arc. Like, you can't barely even leave him open at half court at some point. There's some games you, he can get six threes and they're way beyond the uh-huh. arc. Yeah. And, or he can, you know, he can create space and go to the hole and you're like, wait, what? I thought he was a shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's definitely hard to defend. Yeah. That's why I say Jamal Murray, because Jamal Murray, at some yep. nights, he hits six threes. And, yep. and then another night, he goes out and gets 11 assists. And so that that's why right. I say Jamal and they're, they're kind of close yeah. to the same height too. So, um, right. That's why I would, I'd throw Jamal in there, but, um, but yeah, that's good though. I can't I'm, wait I'm gonna to check that. I want to check that closer. I want to see, I want to see how close we are. Yeah. I like that though. Only time will tell here for sure. Right. We will see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I know that you, you were, like you said, you work with Dino's at Pango's and he just had his junior all American camp. And, uh, that's, you know, that's a camp that, you really get a good chance to look at some of the youngsters and the future stars of, of high school basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you you uh, brought up a couple guys that you want to highlight. You want to kind of show them some love right now? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to bring up a couple that are not Vegas Elite kids. Um, I think the, the kid that I was most impressed with uh, at the Junior All-American camp was Kellen Hampton out of Oakland. Um, six, mm-hmm. four, eighth grader. I mean, just a beast shooter, defender rebounds, just dominated, like dominated anytime he was playing. He just, he's big <laughs> to begin with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I liked him. Um, and then another kid that I liked was Koa Pete out of Chandler, Arizona. Um, he's six, six, also an eighth grader. So those are two that I would say that are outside of Vegas, um, that I liked from the last camp for sure. For ours, I would say for ours, um, Javon Yappy, um, also goes by JY, super crafty. He's flick off the dribble, high court IQ, um, super fast hands on defense. Um, he's only 5'10", but he's going to be at least 6'4". Um, talking to the mom and stuff, the uncles are 6'4", 6'5", so he's got a lot of growing mm-hmm. to do. Um, he honestly reminds me of a very young Jaden, to be honest with you. Ooh. Um, which is hard to say. I mean, you heard it here, guys. <laughs> what, what's what, what's he his kid's name player, again? But I'm telling, his name is Javon Yappy. Javon Yappy. V O N Yappy. Yeah. Yappy. Y A P I. Yep. Yeah. He's out of Vegas. So um, he's with us. Um, another one, I'm also eighth grader. And then another one is Mason Brown. Um, I like Mason. He's super stealth. He's like one of those players where they're on the court and you're like, mm, I don't know. Like, you really don't know how to, what to expect out of him but he's just stealthy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's super patient. He moves to the rim. Like sometimes you don't know if he's going to do anything. And then he does like, he's always completing the play. Like he's just, he's, I like his play. Very confident, good under pressure. Um, they just underestimate him. I think that's why I like him. I like kids that under, under us are underestimated and then they just go out and show out. So he's, he's one of, one of the kids I like to watch. So nice. Nice. Um, what about yeah. you, you showed me a clip of this uh, of a kid getting to the rim and bodying dudes in eighth grader. Oh, yeah. Chris Newley. Yeah. Last name is spelled N-W-U-L-I. Um, 6'6", 2025. Sheesh. Strong. Um, he's definitely one of my favorites out of the 2025 class that we have. Um, he's got his confidence is getting there. Um, you know, he's he's the newer to our program. But his confidence is getting there, and he just has a motor. Like, block parties every game, um, strong finishes. Um, he's not done growing either. I think he'll probably end up being like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, is what I'm thinking. So Crazy. He's up and coming for sure, yeah. So it's exciting. We've got some good kids coming up, not just from our program, but 2025 class is pretty strong across the nation, I think. It's, it's going to be a pretty competitive group. So, you know, going to maid hoops and stuff recently these six through eighth graders are insane that are coming up like basketball is going places like mm-hmm. just all i can say you know these kids are getting stronger and smarter and just crafty you know yeah it's just getting it's just fun it's just a fun sport yeah and man you guys do not have a shortage of talent out in in vegas that's for sure um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. this the, Vegas is becoming the Mecca. They would just open up. <laughs> <laughs> we can play and show it, <laughs> let it showcase it. Uh huh. Yeah. That's, that, that's crazy. All that's going on over there. But yeah, the, the Nawuli kid that you sent me that clip. Yeah. This guy literally just took it full court, brought it up and then bodied a guy at the rim. So you, you guys can Insanity. go check it out on my, on my, uh, my Twitter. I retweeted it. Um, but yeah, cra- yeah crazy he, clip. Beast mode for sure. Yeah. Chris is a strong kid, so watch out for him for sure. Awesome. Well, Valerie, as we wrap things up here, I want to let uh, my listeners know where they could find you on social media and also any other upcoming projects that you guys have, whether it's with Vegas Elite. Let my listeners know what you have coming (laughs) up. 
Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Valerie in Vegas, V-A-L-E-R-I-E in Vegas. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Valerie in Vegas 32. And those are the two platforms I use the most, mostly Twitter, though. Um, projects we have coming up, Vegas Elite has a uh, Mountain West Invitational April 23rd through 25th. We're having that in St. George because of the shutdown still. Um, the next scheduled event in Vegas that we have is the Vegas Elite Invitational, which is May 1st and 2nd, hopefully at Heinrich and other facilities in Las Vegas, providing it's open. Um, and then, of course, we have our Memorial Day Classic coming up Memorial Day weekend in Vegas, providing it opens. So that's what's coming up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait yeah. to uh, get some events going uh, when our states both fully open up and uh, I, I can see some of these youngsters run into you in person. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think it's funny how like we actually have never met in person in considering never. how we've both been in AAU for as long as we have, but yeah, one day, one right. day, Valerie. And I, I one appreciate day we'll, hopefully, hopefully the mask will be off. I'll be able to see more than your eyes. And <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. well, Valerie, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's great talking no with you. Problem. And um, wish you um, best of best of luck moving forward. Thank you, Bryce. Thanks for having me. That'll do it for episode 18. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to rate and leave a review. Subscribe if you like the show. If you want to know more about future shows or you just want to interact, follow me on social at Bryce Broadcast on Twitter and Instagram. Give Valerie a follow as well. Once again, thank you. And until next time. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.